CKR Radio, bringing you the best of absolutely nothing. CKR Radio, bringing you the best of absolutely nothing. And today, we're going to talk about something I think we can kind of tie into uh, last podcast, which is um, population growth and overpopulation. Um, it, it, it could be a, a good topic to uh, branch off on after talking about um, <clears throat> after talking about uh, climate change. Uh, so I'm here with Riley. I'm here with Alex. How are you fellas doing this fine evening? Doing splendid, man. How are you? Good, um, man. Good. Oh, I didn't mean to interrupt. I took your how are you doing. I'm doing pretty well myself. Uh been doing a lot of stuff. Definitely a good tie in. I think you're one hundred percent correct that uh population growth can can tie directly into um environmental change as well because one of them actually is mutually exclusive to the other. Um if if the environment changes to such a degree, then the population growth will definitely decline. I think we can all agree with that. Um after last last week's discussion, it, it might uh, taper off to zero, but that's uh, that's a little bit of end time fear mongering. But basically, we do have a population growth uh, issue. Every uh, there's there's a thing that um, demographers call doubling time, which is the number of years required for a doubling of the world population at a fixed annual growth rate, and uh, so it took uh, it took about two thousand years to go from 200, 200 million to uh, you know half a billion, and then about two hundred years later, to go from a billion to or half a billion to one billion, and then the rate is also it, it's been increasing since. Now we've got nineteen thirty a double time of only eighty years occurred, and then forty five years later another doubling time, and, and this is you know continuing. So the population is growing not quite exponentially. But it's growing rapidly. Uh, the good news is, though, the uh, <clears throat> well, population is still growing, but the rate of growth has, cur- has started to curve downwards. So yeah, since good. the 1980s, I believe. Okay. So that that that's good, but um, you could probably say, I mean, obviously that's uh, that's. The difference between regions of the world is different. Some regions of the world are facing a situation where their native population would decrease, and others um, facing a situation where they're where they're they're having enough offspring to cause that exponential po- population growth growth for that area. Um, it averages out though. Uh, we still got population growth going on, but the rate has slowed down. Um, yeah, the Riley, next, I, uh, well, real quick, the next um, doubling is expected to take 55 years, which is quite a bit longer. It's about 10 or 15 years longer than the last population doubling. So I don't know what, I don't know the correlation, though. Why would it be declining? Why, why is that? Because death rates are still lower than birth rates, right? It's the, it's the, uh, it's, well, the, the rate is slowing down because the overall, um, the uh, fertility rate of developed nations is dropping. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, what were you going to ask? What were you going to ask, though? I interrupted you. I was going to actually bring that up. Um, that, uh, you know, the, I, I sent you a link earlier today 
um, kind of uh, illustrating the uh, fertility rate of different uh, areas of the world. And Western civilization is uh, facing uh, a fertility rate that it, it can't recover from. So uh, the, in order to sustain – so the idea is that in order to sustain um, a, a population or, or a, a culture or a society, there needs to be a basal um, – Fertility rate of what is it? One was it one point eight? Is that right? One point eight. That means on average, uh, one point eight children per family. So that means essentially it means two, two children per family to sustain a population. Western civilizations are are at like one point four, one point three, one point two. Spain's at one point one. So. Uh, you know, society is going to, uh, while the population growth uh, is going to continue to grow, the, 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 what makes up that population is going to change over the course of the next hundred years. So that's, I, I was reading one of the mitigation measures against um, overpopulation is exactly what you were describing, is that more families need to um, take precautions on their reproductive capacities. And is that what you're suggesting that we're seeing in some of the developed nations is less, less, uh, Less childbearing, right? Overall, overall, mm -hmm. and yes. uh, now, is that directly real? Is, is there? My question is, okay, those are the facts, and that's what we see. Is there a correlation between overpopulation awareness, like it's being there, there's more awareness, like oh shit, we're you know producing more children than this planet can sustain, or is it just a, another factor that's contributing to that? You see what I'm saying? Like I'm not I'm not wording that correctly, but so are you are, are you are you asking that if you do you think that if I think that like people's awareness of the uh, Earth being overpopulated the issue, is the reason yeah. that the fertility rate is dropping? Yeah, or is it some other cause? Could it be? No, it just I think happens it, to coincide. It's happening. Well, no, because it's. Uh, I mean, it, it is happening all over uh, Western civilization. Uh, not so much the not so much the Middle East, um, but uh, uh, you know, obviously uh, China has um, a, a eugenics program in place. Uh, but places like uh, Japan, where they don't, they're seeing a, a you know a, a decreased fertility rate. Um, you know, uh, America is, Western um, Europe is, and I think the reason is because of uh, just uh, generally, I believe it's a, a disconnect in society. Um, yeah, man. Um, you know, another issue uh, facing Western culture for some reason, uh, infant mortality rate is surprisingly high in Europe and America. Um, I've done like a few readings. I'm not exactly sure what's causing that, but they believe it's just like the environment, health issues. Um, people, teenage pregnancy can cause that. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Um, and you know the other thing is, uh, you know, uh, prophylactics have, and, and and have become widely available. As has like you know ab abortions and um, so on and so forth. There's just more ways not to get pregnant now. Um, I hate to I hate to splinter us off on a tangent, man, but I totally heard a ridiculous story on. Uh, do y'all know who Philip DeFranco is on YouTube? Oh, that mother ADD motherfucker. Yeah, I know him. I don't know. Him. Well, apparently he covered a story. Uh, I like I, I I wait till the end of the week to watch all of his videos. He does like four of them on a week on his uh, new show. And apparently, a woman had an abortion because she found out the kid that she had was uh, going to be a boy. 
and she like uh, she was a refugee from some country, and she was so mortified by like men in general that she oh had God. an abortion just because it was a boy. And I mean, that's like like I for one have always had the issue of like you know I'll never be able to get raped. It's a woman's body; she should have you know a say so what she does. But damn, to fucking murder your unborn child because it's a fucking guy. It's insane. That's, that's pretty fucked up. Um, it's abortion birth control. It's it's birth control by abortion. But uh, and and I fully support pro choice. But uh, that that's a little drastic. There's that documentary if you guys ever seen on Netflix about China. The, like you mentioned earlier, Caleb, the eugenics program in China, where um, if they have um, if they have a girl, right? It's it, you can only have one girl per family, correct? Yeah, I think that's I think that's correct. So we we see that over there, and 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 so somebody's taking their right to choice and kind of choosing to implement that, which I mean I can't really comment on too much because that's not my choice. But uh, it does seem a little extreme just from an outside perspective. Yeah, I, you know I I've always been, and I know this is this is going to sound like authoritarian, um, but I've I've always been of the opinion that um <clears throat> that there does need to be some kind of there, there does need to be some kind of c- control in place uh for for how how people are able to reproduce and how they should I I think there should be laws governing reproduction. I do. And I know that sounds authoritarian, it sounds dystopian, but I think that people in this country should have to go through some I, I think you should be you should get authorized to have children and I think it should uh, you, you know I think it should be based on um, factors like uh, education income uh, personal history uh, you know uh, um, as far as arrests mental health maybe background mental health yeah all that you know all that stuff and um, I, I think that would I think that would be good well do you guys remember you you both have seen uh, idiocracy right Oh yeah, no, I haven't. You haven't. Well, there's a scene in the very beginning. I'll just describe it real quick. Where it's two different couples, all right, from the time they're graduated high school till whenever, and one is just you know pretty much white trash trailer living, you know, just what the fuck ever, and uh, they're just pumping out babies, right? Just fucking pumping them. And the other couple is this really intelligent, well spoken, um, you know, upper middle class type family that is deciding when is the right time and they're just not it's not economically feasible to have a child right now and they're obviously more intelligent but they're waiting right and the other family in the meantime is still pumping out kids you know six seven and they're having kids right and then the other family the soft-spoken well-mannered family by the time that they're ready to have kids guess what he's infertile and he can't uh and he can't have any kids so they don't have any kids and their lineage their lineage dies out while the poor white trash lineage just continues pumping out babies, and you see. Oh yeah, dude. Well, I mean, it's you know kind I mean, of what it, you're it, talking it's, about. It's easy to see that. I mean, that low income um, cities or neighborhoods or families. I mean, they they notoriously have you know more more children than um than people that are, are that are that are wealthy and have you know and have jobs and have you know careers that they pour themselves into i guess whenever you don't have a job and you live off the system i mean i guess you just sit around all day and fuck i mean i guess that's just what happens <laughs> i mean if i couldn't get a job and there was a bunch of hoes around i guess i'd probably be doing the same thing 
Oh, no doubt. Alex, your thoughts on uh, the Idiocracy comparison? Oh, you've seen the film, so you might... Dude, that, that scene, like, at, towards the end of that scene, and it's like his oldest son is like a big football star, and he's walking on the field, and he has a woman under each arm, and he's like, I'm going to get all y'all pregnant. And then, like, his, <laughs> like, his family tree just starts exploding. Yeah, and then, and then the other couple's family tree is... <laughs> cut nothing and and they're obviously the uh the more the, i'm not going to say better whatever but they're obviously the more responsible people to be having a child and they're not having Dude, children i i i experienced that firsthand the other day and uh, a co-worker of mine can even back me up on it um this old lady came in and she's talking about how she was raising her grandchild because the parents were messed up on pills and one of them was in jail um and and they themselves seemed kind of off, and they were like, oh, our two-year-old, he can't really speak yet, but he says, like, shit. Like, he <laughs> says, damn and shit, and she was, like, so proud that he, he could say shit. She was like, yeah, if he has a dirty diaper, he'll say shit, shit. Shit. And, like, you know, because he wants it out of his diaper, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, you cannot fucking be proud right now. That's so, what we like, got. And that's it. Like, there is no hope for that kid. No hope whatsoever. Ah, there's a little hope, man. There's a little hope. Yeah, I, I have hope for every kid, no matter what their environment is, that they'll just Dude, stick to books, right? I mean, not not only the family environment, just being here in Southern West Virginia, it's uh, just not a good environment at all. Um, shit, man. That's uh, she it, she it, she it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know, I wonder what the fucking, what the big, like, where the, 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 how the brain is different, these two ways of thinking. I wonder what, like, what the fuck is the difference? Like, why do, oh. like, poor people that don't, like, have jobs or careers or, like, or, or, or goals, why are they comfortable just fucking pumping out kids and, and, and people that are, you know, that, that work and that have careers and that have money and, and they're like, well, we're not ready yet. So what, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the difference? Why are, I'll give you, um, I'll give you an answer from my perspective on that question by proxy. I'm going to refer only to the film, um, the two caricatures in the film. Okay. I'm only going to refer to those two, I'm not referring to all people. I'm good. That's an asterisk on my next statement. Okay. Right there. Uh, a caveat. But given, given the two different types of couples, the first one I feel like, the one that produces rapidly, I feel like they're more in tune with their base instincts. They're just going with the flow of whatever their instincts tell them, right? And the other couple is using higher reasoning to try to plan the best course of action. They're looking at it analytically. And the first couple isn't. And, and – uh, you want to draw whatever parallel you will there with what you're describing, you can. I'm speaking strictly on the film caricatures, which, yes, it's just a film, but there is a uh, conclusion to be drawn from that, and that it's one couple's using primitive instincts, the other's using analytical reasoning to determine what what's the best course of action. Okay, dudes, i got to tell you guys something. i got I got a story <clears throat> about right, about the, the last apartment complex I lived in. I I haven't fucking I haven't told anybody about this shit. I didn't I didn't even tell my girlfriend this shit because like I didn't want <clears throat> I I didn't I just I just didn't want to tell anybody. But I'll tell you guys and fucking <laughs> everyone else listening. Good. So I so and the, so this 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 old apartment complex I lived in, there was it was it was terrible. It was awful. There was fucking hood rats everywhere. I mean it was the fucking it was like we, when we moved in we didn't know it was a ghetto because it like looked nice. We went in the day and it was quiet and there was kids running all over. And we're like oh this place is yeah. beautiful. This place is great. Let's move you know. But at night it was like 
you know, a different world. And <clears throat> it was bad. It was like fucking like all these hood rats had like gangster motherfuckers coming over there, like prison tattoos, shit oh, all over man. their face, you know, fights and all that shit. shit. All the while, there's like, I know, I, you know, <laughs> in the daytime, it became abundantly clear to me that all these fucking people had kids living with them. Oh. And so one day, there was, uh, like this, this one guy, I guess he was a, a, the boyfriend of one of the hood rats who had kids and he got into it with another guy and one of them like pulled out a fucking shotgun on the other guy and they were like oh standing God. around in the fucking courtyard, like with guns pointed at each other and shit. And I was like, well, time to call CPS. And I did. And I called CPS and I told him what was going on. And, um, you know, I, I, we, we had moved shortly after that. But I'm like I I called I give detailed report about like who she was where she lived yes. what her name was what the situation was who she had coming and going you know that she had kids and all that shit and I wonder if they followed up and I wonder if they came and you know and fucking investigated and shit I hope so man and I hope when they came there and took a look around and they saw that everyone else was doing it that they needed to fucking bring in a fucking squad of CPS so they could fu- fucking come and take care of this goddamn apartment complex because it's bad man it's some bad shit and I don't see how kids one. living it's in that environment. One can hope to grow up and have a good future whenever that's their that's their model for life. That's what they know. And it's happening all around them. That's what they grow up around. How can you expect a kid to overcome that? Uh, dude, and that's the bad thing about the whole the whole system like that. The main purpose is to get the kids back into the the parents' custody. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, as long as they can pass a drug test or whatever and show that they're responsible, whatever, you know, measuring stick they're using there. They're gonna put those kids right back in that home. Well, you can you can pass a drug test and still be an asshole. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. But uh, it, it's it's really it's really awful. And what we're seeing, well, let's get kind of back on topic a little bit more, is that we're we're seeing everybody has so many kids. What does that seem to be an American thing? I mean, how many? I guess when you average it out, Caleb, that. Because you were talking earlier in the, in the show about the uh, 1.8. Now we've got here in America, what is it? 1.4, you said, right? Per family. It's it's uh it's like it's like 1.6 or something in America right now. It's borderline like uh, sustainable sustainable. Well, see, yeah, sustainable. Excuse, the thing I was reading was um basically that when we have population growth that coincide with uh, technological um, innovations, right? And we see this with the uh, the invention of basic tools in our early days, the industrial revolution, and uh, and medicine, right? And we're seeing uh, populations are able to sustain themselves, not 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 sustain themselves. That's not the right word, but they're able to uh, for fertility rates and um, babies are able to make it to adulthood a lot more successfully now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that leads to more reproduction. And that's an, a population growth, a population explosion, actually. And I think that maybe maybe the correlation that we've seen is maybe we've had a couple of population explosions, and now it's starting to taper off again, right? Because I, it's just now we've reached an equilibrium again, or that – basically, I'm trying to say it's not an explosion anymore. It's more of just a tapering off. Well, it, it, it's it, – it's, again, it's regional. It's, it's exploding in the Middle East. 
in uh, in Egypt and Libya and Iraq and Iran and Arabia and the stands and all that shit. Yeah, populations absolutely exploding. Um, I, I think the average uh, fertility rate in the Middle East and in in Muslim nations is like eight point eleven or some ah, shit like that. Okay. And um, you know, there, there's there's good reason to believe that it's going to be a Muslim world in the future because. The, because their 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 you know their culture dictates that you know just by nature their culture says they they just have kids it's the normal thing they have fucking yeah. tons of kids and they immigrate to um all over the all over the world and th- their um, <clears throat> culture they continue to they're, they're essentially outbreeding other people yeah so uh you know, and so the Middle East, there's a, there's absolutely a population explosion going on. And that population explosion is 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 migrating to other areas of the world. Well, I'm sure both of you guys know, and a lot of our listeners probably know, India is the uh, the most densely populated nation on Earth, and mm-hmm. they and to go off what you said, they have a they have a huge Muslim population as well, not just uh, Hindu and Buddhist. They it's there's a billion or so people packed just in India. And the the population growth there, like you said, regionally is is still astronomical. They're still growing exponentially, and and also um, so we look at the population decline, right? The the rate of annual increase it was above one point eight per year, and it's now it's drifted back down to one point one. The difference is though that when you have seven billion people increasing by one point one percent versus uh you know 6 billion people increasing by 1.8 you're still getting a large increase in pure volume right i mean we're talking 10.9 billion by 2050 and hey, well, that's just yeah. going to keep increasing even if it's even if the rate is decreasing the sheer numbers are going to keep increasing well the the a, a fertility rate of 2 essentially is um is a, is a sustainable number that's 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 to say that you have as many children as there are parents, and so the the population stays where it is. Above two is population growth. Below two is population decrease. But are you factoring in also that um, the the longevity of human life is also increased dramatically as well? I mean, that's we're true. we're staying alive so much longer. So if you add on twenty years to someone's life expectancy, that's twenty years that kids are being born every single year. While the the rate of death is decreasing dramatically, so in the end, I think you're right that the, the numbers will equal out right in the in the long term, but we're still seeing um, huge increases, and and it doesn't mean that that I don't think there's any study to suggest that, that population is not going to completely equal out, sustain itself. It's not going to keep growing. I mean, overpopulation is a serious concern with a lot of scientists and sociologists. Uh, in fact, most agree that it's a serious threat um, to uh, human uh, our ecological footprint. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, I, I I don't know though. So, you, but you, I also have to take into account, like, you know, that it's, it's still like ninety five percent of the planet doesn't have people on it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so yeah, so there's 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 yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of room for people. I, I mean, wanted really to get is. there. I wanted. I got some facts on that. I wanted to get there. I was hoping you guys would take the stance that it. Would. Anyways, so I, I I did some interesting research. These are some interesting facts. I think everybody'd like to hear. 
the entire 7 billion world population could fit in the state of Texas if it was constructed like New York City. Mm-hmm. I did hear that before, yes. Um, and, and it's even more. Um, if the entire planet were constructed like a Coruscant, so to speak, right, just a massive city, and we built up, we could fit 1.7 trillion people on the planet. Think about that number, 1.7 trillion yeah, that's on a the planet. People. That's a shitload of people. Yeah, good, and, good luck feeding them. And no, all no, that no, 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 that's <laughs> the best part. That's the best part. These, uh, these numbers are factored into um, these type of projections or uh, infographs, so to speak. They're projecting in also uh, the ability to produce food as well. There's, uh, there's been some studies done that, wow, our population growth has you know, exploded or increased uh, dramatically, that per, um, per person food production has also increased. And that's, a, uh, and that's it's, it's not a statistic that's easily misled either because we're talking about per person production. So even though we've got more people, more people are producing more food. Yeah, well, I mean, clearly right now it's not <clears> – I mean, there's, there's plenty of food right now. I mean, there absolutely is, and it's attainable and, you know, n- no problem. Uh, but uh, – so what, what does that thing say about – you know, what's the, what's the model for, for, for feeding all those people? I mean, how do you do it? Well, for, uh, for one, you'd have uh, water – You'd have a um, – hopefully I'm pronouncing this correct – desalination. Is that – Caleb, do you know that term? It's where you take the salt yeah, out. Yeah, take salt out. Yeah, yeah. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah, I think so. Because I don't want to look like an idiot to, uh, to our, our fine listeners. But uh, – so you'd have that. That would, be a, uh, that would be a standard model. And this is assuming the best-case scenario for energy production, by the way. Fossil fuels are a huge problem with overpopulation. Mm-hmm. That's, we're, we're taking fossil fuels out of the equation here, okay? Uh, let's so we're assuming that we solve the energy crisis. So assuming fusion and so yeah, it's it's solved. Uh, and you would have um, individual. Uh, basically, this article is saying the amounts of natural resources in this context are not necessarily fixed, and their distribution is not a zero sum game. There's this thing called the Green Revolution, Caleb. Have you have you uh, are you familiar with that? I don't know. And, and well, it basically, it means that more land is uh, appropriated each year for agricultural purposes. Okay. So while we would we would have designated zones strictly for agricultural purposes, and um, now these are touchy subjects with GMOs and all that, but we can genetically modify food to sustain better under worse conditions and to grow larger and more abundant. And so and more nutritious and more nutritious. This would be a huge. A lot of people have backlash against this, but this would be sort of the technological answer to this type of problem. We we we, we I, have methods for it. I think we'll see it in our lifetime, man. I think they'll be able to uh, the GMO fo- foods, man. I think they'll be able to make them more nutritious and uh, better for us. I well, think they, we'll they see actually, it in our lifetime. I mean, they actually, they really. I mean, they they've already begun to do that. I mean, uh, foods are, I mean, notably more nutritious now than they would be had, had, had if everything was organic. I mean, people, and this is again, we don't want to get off on too big of a tangent, but ah, fuck it. Um, people don't, <laughs> yeah. people don't, people don't, like people don't understand what GMO foods are. Like there, there, there's. There's good reason to be wary of them, but people don't know what those reasons are. They think genetically modified means bad, but it's not even the the, the process of genetic modification that 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 makes them 
uh, uh, dangerous. Genetically modified organisms are, are designed to be bigger, more abundant, and uh, more nutritious, but they're also, and this is the part that people don't understand they need to be wary of, more resistant to pesticides, yes. so they can just fucking spray the shit out of this food with pesticides that you know, undoubtedly gets into the food, which is bad. So there's where you're bringing, you're, you're eating toxic substance. It has nothing to do with the organism, organism itself. It has to do with its resistance to pesticides so they can use more. But again, the only reason they do that is so they have a bigger yield, so there's more food. So, you know, when they find a way to, uh, uh, to cre- either perhaps create <clears throat> pesticides that aren't toxic to human beings or, uh, you know, some other method of, 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 of increasing yield that's not toxic, then, you know, perhaps GMOs will be 100% great in all ways. Um, but people don't, un- don't understand why, why they're afraid of GMOs. They just don't. Sorry, that's kind of a, a weird uh, a no, branch of a to, rant. But. No, it, it's, it's related to the topic because I just was discussing the Green Revolution and, and technological advances in the way we produce food. So it's right there on spot. And I agree with you. I think there's a disconnect between people who read that, oh, my God, resistance to pesticides. They want to spray more pesticides on us and, and it, it's uh, on our food. They want to spray more of it. Wait a minute, no, this is a good thing. That means, yeah, they can spray more, but it's not going to affect the food because human ingenuity finds a way. Uh, your thoughts on that, Alex? Well, I mean, you know, um, for the most part, like just in, in the cultural sense, people are like looking at organic food. Um, a lot of foods being mislabeled as organic. Um, Mislabeling, but, yes, yes. But, you know, I mean, they don't really sit there and think, you know, like uh, – Insects and everything ravage um, normal food, like normal processed food. It doesn't have a uh, a very long shelf life compared to GMO food. Dude, when um, I go to the farmer's market, I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? I bet it's ridiculous there, man. <laughs> I bet it's absolutely ridiculous. It's like, yeah, I, I went to one with uh, my girlfriend, you know, last summer, and it was like, these this 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 is what you grew this these tomatoes with fucking like bug holes in them and they're like half the size what i can buy at walmart right across the street for like twice the price like get fucked like i'm not buying this well but see the the counter to that of course and i'm sure you know both of you know about it is people would 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 um kind of uh criticize that type of thinking as falling victim to the system and allowing the powers that be to dictate uh, the poisons that you consume, you know, there's, there's this, and I've seen it plenty of times on Facebook. People will sit there and, and, and flat out ridicule, uh, people who, you, you think you're eating healthy because you shop at produce at Walmart? You think that's healthy? You know, and, and I don't yes. really have a counter to that, but that's the criticism. I would say yes. Yes, it is. Wash your fucking vegetables and don't be an idiot. <laughs> uh, w- one thing, man, like, like, it's pretty nasty when I see it when I go to Kroger or Walmart and there'll be birds flying around the produce section and maybe they'll, like, pick up the lettuce or whatever. And people are like, oh, my God, that's so disgusting. What do you think happens, like, in the world where these crops are being grown? Do you don't you don't think birds are all on that and shitting on it and, and bugs are crawling on it? I mean, that's a great point. I, Dude, <laughs> yeah, I just saw a thing uh, about how people eat, like, um, uh, 
they eat insects constantly in in their in like especially in like uh in cereals and stuff like that like bugs just tons of them are you know whenever you're you're harvesting this stuff with huge machinery and just scooping it up by the fucking truckload it's like of course there's gonna be fucking shit and insects and all that bullshit in it like duh holy shit but oh my god a bird a bird yeah, yeah, seriously. Well, I, I used to work at Kroger, and we, I think we had two birds, two birds uh, at different times, but two separate birds flying in. And we got told, uh, just stop messing with it. it. It'll do what it wants to do. We got told, uh, just let it be. You know, it was in there for, there was one, the first one was in there for like a week or two. I mean, literally a long time. And uh, he had plenty of plenty of food to sustain himself. Yeah, but Alex's observation is 100% correct. People would say, oh, my God, there's this bird. I mean, sanitation concerns. And it's, you're 100%. What do you think happens in the wild? But we seem to have this idea of, like, uh, this This is the, the store. It's all it's all fresh here, and it's all sa- uh, sanitary and all that. And uh, really, it's not. you got people walking to buy the, buy the same fruit all fucking day. And they're coughing and sneezing and touching it with their hands and putting it back. And it's if you don't wash your fruit, your vegetables, you're 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 not you're doing something wrong. Yeah, I mean, whenever you buy that shit, you know, you're supposed to at least wash it off in your sink or something. Whenever you take it home, um, I have some friends they'll like uh, fill up their sink and with some vinegar and and water and like wash their plants and like any type of greens and everything like that. Yeah, that's um, pretty smart. I'm, yeah, and I mean, it's just a preventive measure, you know, and increasing the pH I, level, right? That's the. I, I just think that. Especially here in America, we just have a disconnect with, like, nature itself. Um, like, I don't know, if a kid's eating, like, a Pop-Tart or something and drops it on the ground and then starts eating it again, we'll be like, no, that's nasty, stop it. But, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, on the other side of the world, kids are, like, digging through garbage cans and, like, Jesus. you know, shit like yeah, that. Yeah, 100%. Stay alive. Right. Uh, uh, let's be clear, eating a Pop-Tart in general is already fucking disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, so, what you were just talking about, Alex, is interesting. Uh, I've seen some studies that, uh, or some reports that by 2025, Africa may not be able to support 25% of its population. That, uh, that 75% of its population would not be able to feed itself. And, uh, it's, it's because of agri- agricultural concerns over there as well. I don't know what steps can be taken to help uh, reduce that, but it seems that that's a, an alarming problem. 25% is pretty low. Well, I mean, it's no secret that, I mean, there's already, there's there's been a problem of, of you know, famine in Africa for a long time. I mean, I mean, that's why they're, that's why they're fucking catching monkey and bat and fucking bushmeat and cooking <clears throat> it up and yeah, fucking eating it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, there's a, there's a reason they're, they're that, I mean, there's bush meat markets in Africa. There's nothing else to eat. You know, like gazelle and shit is considered a delicacy there. Like when you fucking when a gazelle comes to market, holy shit, it's time to fucking it's time to fucking chow down. So, but no, dude, they dude, eat they dude, eat bat gazelles and monkey are shit. Beautiful. I, I would eat a fucking gazelle. If you, you would or wouldn't, <laughs> I would. <laughs> I'd fucking try gazelle. Dude, are you kidding me? Fucking oh my god, they're so beautiful. I would hey, eat the shit out of them. Off topic, but let's do it real quick. What's uh, the most exotic food that you've ever tried? Most exotic, out like out of place would probably be like uh, they were they were chocolate covered like ants. I mean, I, like it was like a weird type food. Okay, chocolate covered ants. 
I had I had some um, snapping turtle once. Snapping turtle. Snapping oh, turtle. God, was it in a soup though? No, no, it came in like. Um, <clears throat> oh. Well, you know how like sausage comes in like the like uh, ground sausage comes in those like little plastic packs yeah, or whatever. Dude, yeah. it was it was it was like that. Well, it it kind of it was kind of like a um, like a roll of salami, but it was softer, and we were eating it on crackers. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Pretty good. Uh, I've personally I've had alligator before, some alligator tail. I don't know if that's exotic per se, but I don't I don't know. That's I mean that's pretty out there. Uh, it, it was really good meat. Uh, tasted tasted really weird. It was kind of like a like a fish uh, chicken hybrid. I don't know. I've heard uh, it described that way, like a like a seafood chicken. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> seafood. Yeah, that bitch Jessica. Chicken Simpson. of the sea, bro. Yeah, <laughs> she said chicken of the cave. Of the Oh man, but so you're 100 percent right about um, the bushmeat and all that, and uh, it, it's it's just like any other um, population. These are Darwinian type of concepts that a population will grow or shrink um, in accordance to their food supply and how how capable they they are of of accessing that food supply. Um, if you have an abundance of food, your population grows. If if you don't, then it shrinks. And that's just the reality of the way the world works. It's a biological law. And to state that, I don't think is in any, any sort of way demeaning or – you see, I don't think it's a – it's not a uh, derogatory way to, to speak about the problem. It's just a simple fact. This is a biological process. Well, the, the other big issue with Africa especially is just the uh, the rebel forces and the regimes they have set up over there. When they do get food, it's not being properly distributed. Um, oh wow! I mean, it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you guys seen like through media and stuff, just like crowds of Africans and then throwing like crates and stuff of just food at them. But yeah. usually, it's like the uh, military guys, uh, military guys are, are getting it um, instead, and they're overpowering the the general population. You know what? I, there's so many fucking countries in Africa and so many fucking rebel factions and so many civil wars and so many fucking people hungry. I can't keep track of it. I just I just, I just assume that everyone there is hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Yo, we talked about painting with I'm, a broad brush though. I, I'm not <laughs> it, It's it's like well, I, I can't, I can't fucking possibly remember like each and every country and what fucking rebel faction and what Islamic versus yeah. what fucking I, I, Christian hey, fucking hey, civil hey, wars hey. going on. Hey, it's I shitty. Did, okay, I, God, I, as they said a, in that fucking what's that Bruce problem. Willis movie, he said God left Africa a long time ago. Like, fuck yeah, God damn. Caleb, Caleb's like, fuck, I can't give you all forty cents. <laughs> Yo, yo, Alex, that shit is so funny. Listen. <laughs> No, I, but I see what his point is, that it's more of a systemic problem with the region itself, and we don't need to um, zoom in specifically on this and that and that and that. I mean, it's a poor it's a poor continent. The entire fucking continent is poor. I, I, I just they're, – they're I poor. Just, that means they live hard lives. It means they don't have as much food. It just it, – I, I don't know. Don't like, I'm a big picture guy. I, I, I have this – I have my own disconnect. I just don't understand why so – where, 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 where's the food shortage coming from, though? I mean – I mean, we're talking sub-Saharan as well, though, right? I mean, sub-Saharan Africa is, is also uh, not not, uh, not feeding its population correctly. That's 25% of Africa uh, is not going to be able to uh, – or only 25% is going to be able to support itself, and that includes sub-Saharan. And where, where there, there's farming land. There's there's a lot of resources there. There's a lot of – there's a vast uh, 
ecological uh, diversity of life there. Why? Why is there no? Why? You see what I'm saying? I don't. I don't know. I'm ignorant. Ignorant. I'm ignorant. Uh, I mean, uh, honestly, throughout history, white people have fucked up Africa. That's pretty much a general consensus. It's pretty true. I'd say that that could be. Yeah, that that sounds like it. But to what degree? So, I mean, did the white people come in and just take all the food and and and? Um, <laughs> we pretty much just like uh, Europeans in general. Um, the the, the English as well. The English as well, though. Don't. Yeah. Well, well it, it was yeah, yeah. mostly English because this would be like around the time that America was being developed as a country. Okay. Um, but generally speaking, we all went in there. We kind of divvied up areas. Um, and we enslaved most of them to uh, work their minds and everything like that. And, and when they actually did rise up against us, you know, they're, they're we're talking tribesmen chucking yeah, spears geez. at people versus um, guns. Yeah, yeah, I see exactly what you're saying. So they never had an opportunity to really get going in the Industrial Revolution as well. They were subjugated that whole time, right? I mean, yep. Ah, jeez Louise, it, it, it breaks my heart. I mean, malnutrition in Africa is a huge issue. Um, but the thing is, is the pop, do, you need, do any of you guys have population statistics for Africa itself? Because it seems to me that the, the projections are that even African populations are growing still. Um, so what's going uh, on there? You know, again, um, this—it's it, it, the fucking. In, in my opinion, it's the same thing as what we were talking about. Why fucking hood rats have more kids is because they're poor and underprivileged. Mm. Same thing in Africa. I mean, it's a, it's it's a continent largely of poor and underprivileged people. So well, I, I will say, in, in their defense, um, well, contra- not contraceptives and everything like that aren't. Yeah, that's easily to true. get to. Yeah, um, it's, here it's it's mostly they're just fucking idiots. Like, take the pill or fucking wear a condom. Please, listen, dear I'll God. Say, I got my own beef with the Catholic Church for directly promoting. This is a direct promotion in African societies. They are trying to limit contraceptive use in Africa, the place where it might be needed the most to curtail the AIDS problem, the overpopulation problem. Jesus and, will take care of them. And and I just have a beef with with specifically the church. Um, you know the the Catholic Church's uh, declaration that condoms are not godly and that Africans don't need them, and it, it, it's it's just. You're I don't, talking, dude, you're talking about a land that's fucking getting ravaged by AIDS. It's an epidemic over there, and you're not you're gonna tell me that they are still against condoms. That's fucking ridiculous. It, well, it's just yeah, it, it makes no sense. There's empirical evidence to back up uh, why it would be a good thing to have condoms over there, and, and the church. Uh, Still, uh, just sticks his head in the sand and says, "No, no, no, no. They're not good. They're, they're. You know, we need to protect the right to life. And well, you're allowing a lot of people to die over there because of AIDS. So that's just a personal thing. It's an aside. I mean, it's it's not really related to this topic too much. Okay, guys, bringing it back in here. Let's talk about the future of the world here. Let's yeah. uh, let's say that um, in a in a world in a globalized and unified world where um, where we're technologically advanced, spacefaring species, so on and so forth. Uh, let, let, let's jump ahead 200 years. Okay. Do is it is it going to be something that's necessary? Are we going to have to implement eugenics programs across the globe? Is it going to be moral, ethical, justifiable to um, to to make reproducing um, a political issue and control it through legislation. Is that is that going to be something that needs to be done? Can it be done? Should it be done? I'm going to let uh, Alex take this first. 
Well, like you've mentioned, uh, I think I think China is the only country in history that's ever um, taken a stance on uh, population control like that. Um, but I, I honestly see that as like because they they're so poor and they have a they have an issue with being able to feed their children, which with their economy growing um, so rapidly like it has been lately, I, I could even see them getting rid of that ban the the one child per household. Um, well, continue, continue. Well, I, I was just going to say, like, no, I don't really, I don't see it being implemented in most free countries. I just, I just don't see it happening. The population won't. You don't. You don't. There, there will be too much of an ethical backlash, is what you're saying. Like, uh, yeah, because I mean, people won't allow it. I know damn sure if we can't take people's guns here, we're damn sure not going to tell how many kids they can have. <laughs> That's the damn truth. But we're, we're well. So I, I, it was a very interesting question, Caleb, and it, it raised a lot of ominous uh, undertones in my mind while you were discussing it. I, I see it as a, a sort of imagine if population became such an issue, right? That it was it was more of an issue, more of an immediate issue than global warming or or the fossil fuels running out, the energy crisis. It was more it, population was the immediate issue, right? And people were like, what kind of measures can we take? And so what happens is if, if the public can change its perception, if the public realizes just as much as global warming as the public does right now, if the public says, oh my gosh, this is an issue, what can we do? They might be in support of something like that. But in, in, in the counter to that, though, I do think uh, spacefaring, colonization, and you know, just even solar player, um, inner solar system travel uh, – and colonization would be a huge mitigating factor to that, though. I mean, there, there, there's a ton, there's a lot of options to uh, to the issue other than eugenics, but it seems like eugenics might be an easy solution. Uh, it, it say, for instance, that we don't don't have the technology to colonize, or we don't have the technology to completely overhaul the world infrastructure to build a super city, right? I mean, that's huge. That there's there's real world cost associated with that. You know, it's just a hypothetical that we could fit all those people. Um, well, yeah, so, I mean, this is all hypothetical. But, no, 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 no. But but we 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 start taking it to a, a more real world place. Like, yeah, it would actually cost a lot of money to do that. Is it feasible? Maybe not. Well, to, see, here, here's I'm of the opinion, and this is not necessarily uh, <clears throat> an opinion that people in this country are bred and raised to believe is possible. But I'm of the opinion that. The future of the world and the government, the future government of the world, I don't necessarily believe that it's going to be a democratic world. In fact, I don't think it's going to be. I think, I think in, a, in, a, in a unified, globalized, advanced civilization of the planet Earth, it's not going to be democratic. I think it is going to be um, – <clears throat> I think it's going to be authoritarian in some way. I think it has to be. And I think that – I think that it's – that in a unified globalized world that it is going to be possible to to curb um to control population via uh, uh implemented legislation and laws and i think that um i think that it will happen uh, well you look at the history uh i'm sure you guys are familiar with sparta and their uh sort of uh primitive eugenics programs they would uh they had population concerns they didn't want too many spartans living in sparta they wanted it to be a select, uh, a select group. They wanted the best of the best of the best of the best, sir. And uh, 
they with would, honors. They, yeah, with honors, and, and they would throw their they would throw their weak and sick and and not desirable children right off the hill. Man, they would do it, no problem, no bones about it. It was not an ethical concern. That was the way it was done, and uh, that was a very authoritarian government then too. Uh, it was sort of it was sort of like democracy uh, plus democracy with with a king. You know, it was kind of like yeah, you can have your democracy, but you're going to have a uh, dictator as well. So. Uh, I think I think the future of this planet is going to be an authoritarian uh, um, um, socialist government. That's what I think. I think we're already living in that. It's called the Illuminati. They're just working behind the scenes. Oh, listen, both of you need to justify those claims. I want to hear, Caleb, what's your rationalization for that? Just the general trend towards – Towards socialism, and that you think by two hundred years. Well, no, later, because it's going to be. It's because it's it's going to be. It's going to. It, it would be most efficient. Um, that's what I, I. I believe it would be most efficient. Uh, you know, that's that's subject to. I, I'm willing to 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 bend whether or not I think the future of the world is going to be socialistic. It depends on whether or not uh, whether or not capitalism really gets a stranglehold on democracy if it does i think the i think the future of this planet is going to be one of of it's going to be it's going to be a corporate world it's going to be a corporate authoritarian world and um i I think i I think that is undoubtedly where it's going to go i think there's going to be there's always from from here on out i think there's always going to be a massive uh well wealth there's going to be a, there's going to be a huge divide in the in the in the fucking on on how people hold wealth. There's going to be uh, I I see I what I see is a is a is a technologically advanced uh, uh, society in the future that is brought about by corporations running everything, controlling government, controlling. Uh, 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 countries controlling banks and corporations controlling everything, and I think that's the way it's going to go. And I don't necessarily think it's going to be a bad world. I think that it'll be. A, I think uh, 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 ultimately it'll be a peaceful world. Um, but I do believe it's going to be authoritarian and controlled uh, uh, by people with money. And I think that's where we're going. I see it. It's it's it, the, the as America fucking sets up its faux democracies in countries across the world as we challenge uh eastern hegemony with russia by by condemning their actions and 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 putting sanctions on them that cripple their economy i think we're going to continue this way where we cripple and topple governments that do not subscribe to the capitalist way and eventually they get absorbed by it and eventually you've got a world run by uh, corporations and banks and i think that's the way it's going to go you're describing a sort of evolution uh, like an organism would almost, uh, like simple-celled organisms would absorb the other organism, the other cells uh, that couldn't quite compete. They would act just straight absorb them. Um, well, you're you're kind of talking about a, a plutocracy as well, though, right? Rule by the wealth, correct? I mean, yeah, and I think it's going to be that way. I think it absolutely will be that way. Um, the one percent. So, but here's the thing. What, what about in a future? And, and there's some. There's some. Yeah, Alex, you're 100 percent correct. There, the one percent. Uh, there, there's some studies to suggest that maybe in the future. Now, this is me extrapolating. That everybody's needs will be met, and that money itself won't become an, uh, an issue anymore. We've talked before about the uh, Star Trek uh, utopia, right? And why is that so unattainable? Do you think that? Well, because because the because the way. Obviously not interstellar travel. Exclude that. I'm talking about the society. The reason I don't think that's going to happen is because 
we are able to uh, to shift and rearrange the world through geopolitics much quicker than we can overcome our our, our greed. We still we still got we, we still cling on to 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 these these weird and negative bad the you know the 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 the, the bad side of, of of what humans can do and they're and they're within us and 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 people with power that really comes out and and they lose. I don't know. I think I think I, I can't I, I can't, I I can't imagine what it's like to be a person that w- with tremendous wealth and power. I, I can't. Yeah. I I don't know what it what it's like, but I see a trend where these people seek more wealth and power, and they do it at the expense of anything else. We're, we're still and talking uh, two hundred years later. I don't see why the the culture can't change, though. Even of even the one percent culture. Because I because I, I think don't the see way why I think the way they change the world evolves much quicker than <coughs> than people do. I don't see I don't see greed and power as something that aren't going to be sought anymore. I no, think no, people no, are always going to here, seek that shit. Here's where here's where I'm trying to raise an objection. I think that the technology evolving faster than people do will allow people to evolve with it. I'm saying that if we can produce innovations that give every person on the planet um, some sort of rudimentary um, you know need, everybody's taken care of in some capacity, then you're eliminating poverty. And every there, there will still be greedy people, and there will still be corporations. But if people can self-sustain through innovation, that you can have your own house and just completely sustain yourself through technology, uh, then there would be no there would be no need for other than a sort of um, small underlying government. Corporations uh, might phase themselves out. It might be just another page in history where we look at like feudalism almost, right? How that phased itself out. Why I don't see I I can see your world coming to be coming to be, but I don't see why it has to be that way. I think there's an alternative. And because because there's already a small group of people that already have a complete grasp of the world. They've already they they, they they've already got complete control of geopolitics. It's already there there are people that already control this world, and why would they just not? Why would they just give that up? Well, th- no, but see there. But they could. That's what I'm saying. Why would they just give that up? Maybe because as we evolve, um, our, our as we evolve our understanding and awareness of what it means to live on this shared planet, they might have their own realization that all it takes is the father to teach the son some better principles, and the son says, "Wait a minute, I don't. This is not a good way. It, I don't see why it has to be. I'm not saying it's not even likely. I'm just saying I don't see why it has to be that way. Innovation could completely." radically change the way in a hundred years we might see a world that would be completely alien to us and how we deal with that might change we would have to change to deal with it yeah but i I, this world has always currently does and if it continues the way it always has forever looks much more like blade runner than it looks like star trek I, i and i understand i I can see your pessimistic view. I understand. Alex, what do you think about it? Why don't you give us your thoughts on the uh, the future of what society might be uh, capable of, where it's headed? Well, um, gosh, like I, I said it last week on the Global Warming uh, podcast, I just think that the overpopulation issue, I don't know if it's the general public just doesn't want to admit that it's an issue or if it's just too large of a scale for them to wrap their heads around. I just feel like it's set in emotion um, so far, and I just don't think it's something we're necessarily going to be able to grasp because 
through our politics, through our religion, through our beliefs, yeah. we're going to be opposed to controlling population. I mean, it's just a natural instinct to want to reproduce. Well, let's and also those same those people I was talking about the the people that wield the money and the power yeah. they they can you know as far as like the way our paradigm evolves and what we think of the world that's largely controlled again by those same people because they, you know dude they fucking censor and control everything that makes the airwaves everything that comes into pop culture everything that we see and hear on a daily basis is all directly controlled by by these people that that you know like for instance the council on foreign relations for let's call them, let's call uh, let's call them the world order for short we'll just call them the world order okay so it's just it's 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 bankers and businessmen no no no, no, no i'm not yeah. i'm not let's, talking let's call them, yeah for I'm yeah world order for for short the world order controls the, the the opinion of people it absolutely does it's got it's got a, a, a it's got a grasp on the way people feel observe and 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 live in this world here's where here's where i disagree here's where i disagree that the internet is the perfect example and, and they try they try to regulate this but the internet is a perfect example of a technology coming into being that far exceeds our expectations and it radically changes everything around us to where you're right, people aren't adapting quick enough, but that's good because it forces us to adapt in a new way that we never expected. Um, the, the internet's not going away, and people have to deal. No, with No, but I still it. think internet control is coming. I see it can, and I agree with you. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing outright with you. I'm sorry. What was that you said? Internet uh, control is coming. I believe it, it is, but oh, well, yeah. you see what you see what happened. We talked about uh, uh, corporations. What was it? Uh, what was that thing? Uh, the um, you what was it called? You guys know what I'm talking about. The internet shit, SOPA, yeah. SOPA. Yeah. What happened? Google shut itself down. Wikipedia, right? Who? What was some of the other companies? Amazon, right? These huge, Yahoo. Yahoo. These huge internet corporations said no. We're not. This this is a a whole different culture that's evolved before our very eyes. And that's, that's what that's what I'm saying is that these and, and what innovations come 200 years later that people can't account for or control. Um, that's, that's my point. I'm not disagreeing with your overall that it could happen, that it's likely to happen. I, I agree that it's the way things are. Yeah. But I don't see why it necessarily has to be so pessimistic. Well, but you I'm know, not a, but I'm not a pessimist about it. I don't, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing for society. Yeah, to, you did to say, you did that say that. I misrepresented you. You're right. You did say that. Um, I just feel like I don't see why people can't have more power over the way society is run. That's what I'm saying. I, I feel like people are getting more and more power. Transparency is a huge uh, issue right now, too. We, we could do a whole podcast on that. Um, but that, that's another example of a technology kind of pulling back the curtain on the wizard, so to speak. Right? Let me tell you something. When I look at the, whenever I look at fucking comment section on any web page on the Internet, it leads me to believe directly that the Internet is only having a negative impact on society. These fucking idiots that use this goddamn Internet, dude. It's not doing anything for them. Uh, well, well, you know, and we should also stress that it may not necessarily be just a population issue overall. It, it's really resources and resource uh, distribution um, and all the politics yeah. and everything that go into play with that. You know, it, it's easy to say we should distribute them equally, but at the end of the day, if you're Africa, you want Africa to prosper. If you're Iran, you want them to prosper. You know, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we as Americans want us to prosper. 
Exactly. Well, yeah. If if we ended up having a, a massive food shortage globally, guess who guess who gains a lot of power? The farmers and the and the food producers. They would end up becoming kind of what Caleb's saying is that they would end up, uh, you know, the the conglomerate of farmers, so to speak. I don't know if there is one, but the conglomerate. Yeah, it's, called, it's called Coke Industries. <laughs> is, is that Jesus? He said Coke Industries. I'm talking about the Coke brothers. See the yeah, KOCH yeah, yeah. brothers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know, I know what you meant, but I still uh, okay. So they would end up wielding so much power over the world because guess what? Everybody needs food to live, and if they're if they have a, a so quote unquote monopoly on food production, then how much power do they end up having? It's it's like uh, even even the quote unquote world order would have to uh, you know give in to whatever demands they want, right? Well, you have to understand the world order is not just – it's not five people. I mean it's – it's No, it's, no, no, exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a, a conglomerate itself of the, people. The world power. order, it consists of political leaders, corporate leaders, bankers. Uh, bankers. Cook brothers are – yeah, you'd, you'd lump them in with world order. They're up uh, there. I see what you're saying. You're going yeah. that. They're already part of it, and they would uh, – um, Of course they are. If they, go to, if, they go to, if, they, if they attend think tanks, for instance, they're part of the world order. But, I mean – so Alex is right, though, that food supply and production is, is an extremely powerful resource, and imagine a world where that becomes an issue, right, and how much power is being wielded then. All of it. <laughs> All your base belong to us. <laughs> All your base, your base, base, base. <laughs> that fucking dance remix, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Uh yeah, there's definitely some interesting questions raised tonight, though, man. Uh, dang. Um, what else we got here? You guys got anything else? Well, um, big oh, yeah, shout yeah. out to, uh, to California, man, that, uh, that uh, solar farm. that they Talking about uh, the Apple solar farm? Yes. Um, I think it can sustain up to 160,000 households, if I'm not mistaken. Sweet. Um, fucking hippies over there. So 50%, right? California. Who wants to look at those solar panels when you just cut off the top of our mountains to sustain energy? Jesus. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, California is honestly, I, I believe this more and more every day, dude. California is seriously like, it is like the utopia of the United States of America. This place is fucking awesome. California is badass. And they always vote America. Democrat. Hey, mm. keep your politics to yourself. Hey, no, dude, <laughs> no, I'm just the, 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 gold, I'm just the Golden playing. State is 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 great, dude. You, you guys should definitely make a trip out here and visit and see for yourselves how fucking can great we, California is. Can we stay with you? Yeah, you guys can share my couch. You can cuddle up together on it when. Fuck yeah, when let's visit. go, right? Oh, then we can uh, we can in, enforce a uh, California stereotype, right? <laughs> you see what I did there? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Ouch. Uh, her, her, her. That's not okay. Anyways, it's really funny. I thought like Florida was going to be some bastion of social, you know, reform and progressiveness, but Florida is super red, to be honest. Uh, yeah, fucking eating people down there and shit. Uh, salts. Yeah, that was that was Miami, man. It's a whole different part. Florida, <laughs> you know, Sacramento is actually pretty is a red city. It's it's pretty red um, here in Sacramento, but even still. Yeah, it, it's really interesting how, like, uh, yeah, like I would, I would assume that um, Southern Florida by Miami and all that's pretty, pretty liberal, but here in North Florida by Jacksonville is is pretty red. I mean, there's a lot of farm pasture, a lot of rednecks. It's, but it's all good people, man. It's just difference in opinion, you know, whatever. Hell yeah, 
He said, and California always votes Democrat. <laughs> I see your endorsement there, Alex. I see your endorsement. I feel like Hey, man, if they want He's like, you say it's awesome. Place. Well, look at this. <laughs> and if California listens to this, it's like, oh, man, we got to get Alex over here. That'd be so great. Dude, Alex, you ought to move to California, dude. It's it's fucking awesome. You already drive a hybrid. I was really close to moving to Florida a couple or fucking Florida, California, a few years back um, with my brother. Uh, We almost moved out there. I'm glad I didn't because he's uh, not uh, economically uh, responsible. But um, I would have loved to have been out there though. Better, I'm sure it's better in West Virginia. Um, well, you know, uh. West Virginia's got its good things, and that is uh, about uh, four, three or four months of the year, and that's about it. Jeez, oh, think about West Virginia's population density. You would imagine that's pretty low, right? I mean, per it is oh shit, popular dude. West Virginia has as many people in the entire state as the Sacramento metropolitan area. Jeez, that's insane. We have less than half of the population of New York City in our entire state. Yep. Yeah, uh, I think we're still like uh, we're up there as far as area per person, but I think like is it Wyoming that is just like ridiculously like it's like fifty miles oh, yeah, per Wyoming, person. Yeah, Wyoming was one I looked at. Uh, it's ridiculous. It would take like forty-eight planet Earths if everybody on this Earth lived as far apart as people do in Wyoming. It would take forty-eight planet Earths to uh, to hold all of us. Wow. Dang. I know, I know uh, we're at least top five when it comes to that statistic. Um, yeah, dude, Wyoming was I, – I drove through Wyoming, and I can tell you that there's not much there. Jeez. Cornfields, right? Uh, well, you know, strangely enough, it's it's almost like not a whole lot of cornfields. It's it's like – Wyoming's – the part I drove through anyway, it's, it's a high desert. Um so it's it was really dry and brushy and um you know there was there was I, I saw a lot of pastures not so much farms though uh just open, I mean open pasture open yeah very like um yeah look up the continental divide and you'll see what I mean okay um it's but it's just very open uh it, I mean it was beautiful uh but uh yeah it it was interesting not a whole lot there. A lot hey, of space between stops. There's something I want to cover very briefly before we wrap this up. You know, I figure it's about time. But um, also, I wanted to put to end. We didn't really t- um, talk about it much, but I did want to cover it real quick. The uh, there, there's a sort of myth that overpopulation leads to more war, right? And uh, there, there's a lot of criticisms about that. And uh, basically, that. So if we were talking about the future 200 years later, we'll, we'll use that standard still. Let's say that we have a more urban global society. Everybody's more packed into urban centers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the claim that this would lead to more conflict is uh, not necessarily true. Uh, there, there, it would lead – actually, that's a – you know what, Caleb? That's a great point you made earlier because there is a concern that we would have stricter laws because of over, over – uh, Popu- an overly populated, uh, overly dense population. Mm-hmm. We would have more strict laws because laws are set in place to um, help mitigate uh, conflict between people. And if we have more people together, we would have stricter laws in that society. But there now, see, people are going to say, "Well, he just contradicted himself." I'm speaking of, of mostly war, right? Actually, if we had a more overly populated, more overly dense population. Um, Demograph in uh in the world, it would actually probably reduce war to be honest. 
but uh, it's it's more of a controversial topic, and I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on that real quick. Well, I, I would say that's probably more of like a medieval type of a way of thinking that you want more people so that you could have a stronger army. Um, you know, feudalism. Yeah, it really came down to the numbers um, instead of you know the technology they were using for war. So I, I would definitely think that was an old way of thinking. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like it would it would be really hard to to see because like uh like most crime rates and everything like here if 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 I shot you and that's one person dead out of what there's ten thousand in Backley, West Virginia, um that's a lot more uh, sustainable than New York City where there's seven million people and there's thirty or forty people getting shot and killed every single day. Yeah, that's an interesting point. It's very interesting. Uh, yeah, crime, crime. Uh, like Jacksonville is a Jacksonville is a big crime center. It's actually the crime capital of Florida over Miami. It's very interesting. Uh, but so here, yeah, th- that's an observation. Miami is more densely packed than Jacksonville in terms of uh, population, but Jacksonville has more crime. I don't know. See, see, there's so many different variables to go into all these statistics too. I mean, it's. It's a lot of sociology. It's not just strictly, oh, there's more people here, there's more crime. There's, there's different factors, but uh, it, it's it's interesting. I just wanted to briefly cover it. I didn't get too in-depth on it, but... I don't know anything about population and... and <clears throat> well, I mean... The, the, I, I think, conflict. I think the thing is, I mean, if you have more people in, you know, in any given area, that, that just means that you have more of every type of person. So you've got more people... Than a, a, a less densely populated area that aren't criminals, and you've got more people that are criminals too. Yeah, you just, you, I mean, you take a, a you, I mean, you could probably that's why ratios come up. Yeah, a ratio. You ratios say, okay, are so important. Yeah. Ratios, yeah, yeah, yeah and, exactly. Um, yeah, it's interesting. All right, guys, so um, we we cover everything we wanted to talk about tonight. I think so. We this like is kind of a so. weird podcast. It wasn't really. Uh, what, what what was the main topic? Because I don't know if it was population control. Listen, it's whatever your heart desires, and the listeners can take away from what they want. They this is abstract art for their ears. Take away from what take away from it what you will. Yeah. <laughs> that. <laughs> we, let's see. We talked. We we started talking about population. We talked a little bit about resource distribution. We talked about foreign laws. We talked about capitalism. We talked about uh, future one world government in the future and and uh, war. Okay. See, I think it's just. I, I think that makes for a good podcast. This should not have a topic. All right. Well, listen, guys. I think that's about it. Um, this is. Uh, Riley, and uh, as usual, I'm ignorant. Me too. (laughs) And this is Alex uh, telling you guys to have a great day. Next week, we talk about the Illuminati. (laughs) All right, take care, guys. (laughs) Peace.